0: Fumble a bag, now I will not fumble a bag
1: All right, welcome, welcome, welcome again to Get Rich and Die Golf. And I have my mute on because I'm just rushing and trying to do the thing, but we're going to get it going. Uh, welcome, welcome, everybody. What's up, Big Self?
2: What's good with the brothers? How everything going out in Cali?
1: Oh, man, everything is good. Everything is good. Uh, we had a little drizzle, a little rain today and yesterday, but lightly, barely even colored the ground. Um, like I was saying, when I was muted being crazy uh we got a good one today we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff uh hbcu golf of course very nuanced but any programs it just doesn't happen to hbcus it happens to any programs it's a lot of moving parts a lot of uh things you need to do and take care of and politics and you know so you know i think when we started talking about HBCU golf what was that two years ago about a year and a half ago I've seen I've seen the enhancements I've seen the at least the notoriety more people caring used to be a time like how you all gonna talk about HBCU golf no one cares about HBCU golf but you know in our golf community it's a very very important staple to get our kids educated and to get our kids uh, playing on a Better level, what say you, Big Sif?
2: No, it provides an opportunity, and um, you know, for those uh who have matriculated into an HBCU, some I know, um, you know, and some of the younger kids that are especially at Livingstone now have interactions with them, and it you know, it did my heart good to see a couple of those kids graduate from last week, um, and it you know, that tells the story in itself,
1: that's the win. graduation for the win my friend graduation for the win and get to play golf while you do it so i don't think it's nothing bad about that i think it's all positive i think it's all good i think it's vital if we want if we want to be in better positions i think hbcu golf is vital especially in the golf space um i was sitting here looking at uh our girl, uh, Amari Avery, playing in the NCAA Division One Championship against Wake Forest. And, um, you know, they did a great job of handing uh, Stanford they loss and booting them out. But they got a handful now. They got a handful with Wake Forest. Uh, Amari's been playing okay, missed a few short putts. But I can look at the fatigue. That's, that's a long couple of days. That's a long couple of days.
2: What was the and, uh, the tip was what somebody had to go to the hospital for heat exhaust
1: yeah it was like 96 out there it was like yeah. 96 out I mean, here yesterday that's the
2: on one I mean
1: yeah you know, I mean, both
2: teams have have to play in it but I just didn't understand why they wore all black today
1: oh I know I know maybe yeah. that's their you know their home yeah. away jerseys I don't know but all black they cooking you exactly they're cooking because see but people don't understand about the desert out here it gets hotter in the afternoon mm. <laughs> it get, like 2 p.m. is when it's like at its hottest 1 p.m. 2 p.m. 3 p.m. you know but hey they I think they just needed rest and they all went out this afternoon for the championship so still got a few holes to play they're turning 15 16 right now you know anything can happen in match play that's why it's a beautiful format so we're yeah. wishing Amari luck of course, I'm wishing SC luck. I'm a big SC fan. Fight on. And uh, we shall see. We shall see. Um, PGA Championship. Major. Mm-hmm. Brooks Kepka. Liv Golfer. I'm just going to say I don't mind. Okay. The same argument the PGA had against Liv, I have against the PGA right now. Mm-hmm or maybe the media, but I'm going to say the PGA and the media. I'm not letting them off the hook. Right. Weaponizing patriotism, I hated that. Um, Degrading the talent, I hated that. I would have respected and got behind, hey, competition is going to ruin the money for us. Competition is going to steal away some of the shine. Uh, buying the players off our tour and bringing them into free agency on their tour is going to ding our tour a little bit. It wouldn't ruin the tour. It's going to ding our tour. But the tactics of weaponizing patriotism and degrading players, I didn't like it in the beginning. I didn't like it then and I don't like it now. And all that's been, to me, thrown out the window. Guy, If you can play golf, you can play golf. You've been playing golf since you was five. Right, you know what I mean. It doesn't really matter the format. It doesn't matter to me. I don't think it matters the format. So, shout out to Brooks. Uh, I think he endeared himself to a lot of people on the Netflix special because he was kind of open with his feelings and thinking he wasn't going to play. He had crazy knee surgery. You know, he had crazy. He had some crazy injuries. I don't think that was reported on enough. But he had very serious uh, injuries that he needed to rehab. Um, but, hey, it was still good TV. I don't know about the ratings. I think the ratings was down just a little bit, but that was going to be probably regardless post-COVID. I think it was high around 2020, 2021. I, I can't remember, but, hey, people were stuck in the house, so they was watching golf, a little more golf. People are outside now. They're playing golf, not watching golf. Uh, what else we got? Uh,
2: just to piggyback on you about um, – pga with brooks man i thought it was uh, for me you know i was rolling over in the corner laughing and having a good time with it just due to the fact that um like you said before uh, the pga and some of the media guys they've created a narrative about the guys who own the live to win just leave it alone um yeah. you know just create competition maybe you could have you found a way to bring it back and there could have been some inner squad. I mean, whatever the deal may be, but you know, I thought it was a one up for um you know the live tour. Brooks kept he was playing well in the last major, the, in the masters.
1: Oh, um, came in second.
2: So I mean, you know, this is inevitable, man. So um, what's next? What's the next major?
1: US Open. LA baby, LA baby. And he's a you and
2: he's a he's a US open. PGA-type player, man. Guess
1: Those does. are the two. Those yeah. are the two majors. Those are the two. Those are the two. So, you know. Um, watch out for him. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Watch out for him. Yeah. He's, watch he's, out for him. He's, I'm he's not going to say. I mean, anyone can win, but watch out for him. Uh, I just think... And we don't speak for all minorities, but we feel a certain way when we see when we see the tactics sometimes of the PGA reminding us of what they did to black folks. No doubt. That's just keeping it 100.
2: Uh, No doubt. So when
1: I see and hear weaponizing patriotism and using excuses to degrade players, I was like, that's what they did to your uncle. Sif. that's what they did to Pete. That's what they did to, you know, a host of our loved ones and a host of our legends that's what they did to them right you know what i mean so it brings back old scars and old memories and so we can sympathize we can want the pga to be the best and be on top because we are pro american golf period but we can also understand the tactics they use reminded us of the same shit they did to us it Im- it,
2: it, it immediately reminded me and it's funny that you say that, but it immediately reminded me of what they quote called the welfare queen. You know, mm-hmm. you get a you get a yep. a, a woman, uh, a fat black woman with a lot of kids, and you say she's the problem. This is why uh, economically we're on a down spiral. And you create that narrative, and you keep continue to pump that through media ways. People start to believe that.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. and it's never it's never been a time in America that it hasn't been more white people on welfare than black people. Not one year has it been more black people on welfare than white people. Right. (laughs) You know, but it's the narratives and it's some of the things that are done for politics, power and making people feel good. So it just to me, it just reminded me of some of that old school uh, foolishness they did. You didn't need to, you're the best. The PGA tour is the best. The PGA tour is the needle. Right stop it you said you repented you said you're doing better diversity and inclusion then don't use the tactics on your own people that means it's still in there somewhere i'm just keeping it 100 some of that shit is still in there and in the interweavings of the sixth floor and the executive suites some of those tactics and some of that think is still in there because you just used it on your own people and i'm gonna leave it at that what else is going on Hmm. Anything? No, summer's coming. It's golf time. We're heading, Great heading to Myrtle
3: Beach. we're heading to Myrtle Beach. We got a couple of, I don't know how many. How many we ended up with? I know we were at 104 golfers from all around, getting ready to hit Myrtle Ooh. Beach for Memorial Day weekend. Nice. Got some skin. It's, it's going to be a good time. So looking oh, forward yeah. to that. Hoping, hoping the weather kind of you know acts right. The forecast says it's ugly, but you know you never know you know how
1: you the weather know. It can, come on it can clear up uh uh big sif how's that juneteenth uh at in miami i mean in uh uh coming up with the uh black golf alliance what do we need I to do really, to pump uh, that up
2: yeah i hadn't really spoken to um any of the lead organizers but i see that uh roe and otis and those guys are still pumping it going full throttle so usually what they uh when they put their hands on something it's you know it's it's, a, it's guaranteed and also um uh, you know god bless the dead man we lost a good brother here on last week he was actually on one of our podcasts exactly. we about, spoke about insurance so kenneth l muhammad um uh, we lost him on last
1: week big blow to the community big big blow big blow i saw that i saw that let's give him a round of applause rest in peace brother Rest in peace. You did what you could while you was on this earth. We'll see you in another dimension. To keep it pushing, my friend. Keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I think that's all the little news. We had a question from uh Barbara Senior. Will they put Brooks on the writer team? No. They ain't putting them on no rider team. They, they they they'll plutoy with it, but they ain't putting them on a the rider team. I, I don't think so. I don't think unless he wins both opens. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's even a crazy ass. That's that. That's that. That's that. Uh, voters tax. You got to win three majors to even be considered for the Ryder Cup. You know, so that's that BS. But uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Hey, they control it. It's their thing, so they can do what they want. Just don't. Just quit saying the best golfers are there. Just say the best PGA golfers on our tour are going. Don't say the best golfers in the world. Just say. We have the best golfers on the PGA Tour, and they'll be playing in the Ryder Cup. The best golfers right. on our tour will be playing on the Ryder Cup, and it's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why people. I, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with saying that? What's wrong with thinking that? You know? What's wrong with being like I don't want the competition? It's cutting into my pie. What's wrong with being honest? He was. Uh, everybody was like, just be honest. Just say you taking the money. Well, be honest and say you don't want them to take that money. Right. I would. I'm still going to back you. I just like honesty, but, you know, what can we do? All right, let's get to the topic at hand. Um, I think the state of the HBCU topic, the state of the HBCU golf, um, we had them on, first start having a few of our beloved HBCU golf programs and their coaches on, and um, I've seen it grown since then. I've been very excited uh, with the progress and the notoriety still a long ways to go but I, I i've just been thrilled and i've just been very excited uh you know what we'll say you guys before we bring on our guests
3: i think it's interesting and i'm definitely looking forward to having the coaches on there especially mike rice you know being here in florida and the interesting things in turn of events that we have going on with um our wonderful governor here and um, wanting to take um everything out of the hbcus etc cetera, etc cetera. so Definitely
1: excited about having this conversation today. Yeah, it's a it's 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 a sad event, but it's a passing event. It's politics, you have to stay on top of it and don't let stuff slide. But you know, he'll pass. He will pass and other people will come in and probably undo all of his racist bullshit and you know, but it's sad that in twenty twenty three We're still on these fake culture wars and this backhanded. uh, And it's all about votes. People just don't. It's all about votes. They know they can't get certain votes, so they just want these votes. And it makes certain people that don't really vote happy.
2: Redlining,
1: man. It just makes them happy. That mean spirit, that uninclusive spirit makes some folks in America happy. It's just facts. And that gets them to the polls. That they wouldn't normally, sometimes hate is the only thing that gets certain people to the polls.
2: Right. So mm-hmm. guess
1: what? I'm i going to dish out as much hate and as much bigotry as I can because quit. I'm not letting Americans off the hook. If it didn't work, he wouldn't do it. If it didn't bring out numbers, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing. There's a segment in America that likes to hear that and feels that way. And that gives him the energy to come out and vote for him. So when we just say, oh, Ron DeSantis is this and he's that and he's that. No, it's the people that like to hear what Ron DeSantis says. It's horrible. And yes, those are the voters that like to hear that. So I don't, you know, politicians do what's advantageous to them. If he's spewing that foolishness and banning books and banning uh, HBCU funding and trying to take AP, African-American studies out of high schools, that's because it's a huge segment in Florida that wants that to happen. Mm-hmm. And we can't let them off the hook because those are the people that's funding and giving him energy. Shame mm-hmm. on you people. Forget Ronda Sanders is one person. He wait would never minute. do that if he couldn't I get huh? Huh? I said, wait a minute
3: wait a minute. What people now?
1: You know we ain't voting for that. <laughs> nah, but I um, it's a big <laughs> no, segment. Great. Yeah, it's a segment there that wants it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Want me to name them? Some of them? Cubans. A lot of Cubans that like that bullshit. Just keep it 100. Some white folks like it. And it's a few black folks that like it. That's just, that's just keeping it 100. Yeah. Else he wouldn't do it. Who wants to do stuff that do not work and waste money? You do stuff that works, that gets you votes. So, anyway, we're in a political show. So, back to golf. Let's bring in some of our people. Who we got? Okay. We got one. I seen one. I seen uh uh Mike popped on for a minute, but he popped off. But you know, hopefully uh we'll take a quick uh break and we'll come back and get started with our topic. What's what say y'all? Y'all ready for the topic? I know I'm ready, ready for the for topic. It. Oh yeah. All right. okay welcome 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 back from the intermission we gonna get to our topic we got special guests coach penny's on um i'm gonna call it a celebration because i'm excited about hbcu golf i'm excited about the future of just our people in golf period and i'm gonna celebrate it and we're gonna just have a little talk ain't nothing wrong with that we gonna have a little talk let's uh gather our folks and put our expert in the star seat not the hot seat but the star seat that's what we gonna do (laughs) let's give a round of applause for coach penny (laughs) love it love it love it okay so the name of the show coach penny's a regular he's he's just a beautiful human being um (laughs) <laughs> he's a beautiful he 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 he's a beautiful human being. And uh he's so gracious with his time. And the last time we had him on, uh he brought his AD and his assistant AD, and we learned so much about the whole system and how they were rebuilding and how they're doing their thing and HBCUs in general. We're just glad to have him on because you know it's one thing for us to talk, but It's another thing to listen to folks that's in the trenches. You know what I mean? And I just always want to pay respect to that, that when someone is in the trenches, we should listen to them. Period. Period. We're not in the trenches. So the topic is the state of HBCU golf. Uh, Coach Penny, what is the state of HBCU golf as you see it right now? The good, the bad, the ugly, the celebratory what are, you, what are you feeling now?
0: Uh, first of all, thank you for having me uh, once again. I think, yeah, that was t- September of 21 when I got my chance to make my debut on the show. So it's good to be <laughs> back. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, and for the most part, thank you for what you all are doing through your platform using your voice to highlight the areas of golf that often and most times get overshadowed due to mm. uh, just the way the social norm is. And so appreciate your, your time and what you all are trying to do to bring light to minority golf, specifically black golf and mm. highlighting not just within HBCUs, but like you mentioned earlier about Amari Avery playing on a national championship stage um, and then um, I'm I'm sorry, I'm pulling for Wake Forest being that we share <laughs> the same territory That's that some right. of the young ladies practice on the same courses. Uh, we Sometimes we cross paths as we're practicing as well. But nice. for the most part, to answer your question, I think the state of HBCU golf is in a great place. And that yeah, doesn't no. mean that there aren't issues. That doesn't mean that there aren't issues and challenges that still, that we still face, mm-hmm. but we acknowledge and we can celebrate where we have come and what is taking place and where HBCU golf is going as well. There are things that we uh, are privy to that have not come out in stone, but it is going in the right direction. And when I think about the state of HBCU golf, um, even though some of us were on the other side opposite side of it, you just had a Howard University to demolish a field by 56 strokes. and it was done with all black athletes um, hmm. on t- a tough golf course, Shoal Creek down in Alabama. And let's even take the time to even celebrate that. The historic this was probably the most historic and culturally significant PGA works in the history of black golf. Because as the history of it is, in the 1990s, Shoal Creek still had not allowed Black members. Not that Black members didn't want to join, but they still had not allowed Black members to join as members to the point where even Tiger Woods refused to play um, at Shoal Creek because of that. And so when you think about what just transpired two weeks ago, where you have... um, I want to say over 300 athletes from HBCUs and minority institutions um, playing on such hollowed grounds. And you look and you saw all these beautiful and handsome black mm. men and women playing golf, doing what they love to do on that golf course. At some point, you just had to sit back and say, we have come a long way. And so but the ugly of it is, is we still got a lot of work to do. And if we sit here and say that we don't or there are are leaps and bounds being made, yes, it is. But we still got a lot of people to inform and how to continue to move the plight of HBCU golf. And I'm pretty sure all my colleagues would say the same thing. And I try not to speak for everyone, but specifically within our conference and within my context, we still have a lot of work to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The work continues. But I think sometimes sometimes it's okay to celebrate what's going on and what's been done. I think we can chew gum and walk at the same time. I think some people want just to hear the bad. I think some people just want to hear the good. And it's always more nuanced than that. And I just totally believe if you have people like you, we, we've had Howard on, Fame You on, uh, a, a host of others, we've seen the, our growth and we've seen the hard work you guys have put in. And it's, 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 it's not cool. And it's not honest, not to celebrate that. We know we have work to do. We started in a hole. It's never, it's not done, but we have to celebrate what's the work that's already been put in and how we're bringing in people and giving these, the most important thing I always say, giving these young men and women education and a degree, hopefully at the end, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the true trophy, getting these people educated and getting these people a little bit of scholarship money and letting them golf and do the thing that they've been practicing and loving for so long. Trish, I'm going to bring you in.
3: Uh, So, Thank you for coming back on, Chad. Um, well, Coach Penny, thank you. I hope um, the team's had a great season. You had to, you know, give us a, uh, uh, a status check on how the kids did, how they're doing, what is it looking like moving forward. Um, like I say, in this topic right here, we're talking about this, you know, the you know, status of, you know, HBCU golf. You know, what is it looking like? Why is it looking the way it's looking? Um, Do you have any feedback or any thoughts in regards to that?
0: Well, I'll I'll speak from my context, too, um, mainly. So at Winston-Salem State, the state of HBCU golf for us is I have five and six wonderful golfers that help bring Winston-Salem into a new era of golf. Um, when I took over at the time and I was checking the rankings, actually I have not pulled up right here in front of me. I was checking the, the rate, the rankings to see um, where we ranked. And last year when I or 21, when I took over, there were 205 uh, Division II programs and there's actually only 201 now. So we're actually losing golf programs, not just to HBCUs, but um when I took over, we were 205, and this year we were blessed to see us move up 13 spots in the rankings to 192. So Winston-Salem, with the the support of my athletic director and with others who are community partners, I was able to go and recruit some solid young men um, who just happen to play decent and good golf. And, <laughs> and we've been able to um, – be competitive, not as competitive as we want to. But when you start looking at it, uh, they're all freshmen. So now the next four years, as long as they continue to get it out of the mud, they continue to grind and they continue to go out and play golf, not golf swing. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll to make some noise here in the next year uh, because they'll mature. Uh, okay. Well, it's my hope that they'll mature. But then the other piece of it is is scholarships we're non-revenue generating sport. And so I, I know a lot of schools uh, will probably even chime in with the sentiment that not having your full allotted 3.6 scholarships in Division two and I uh, want to say Division one 4.1, um, it's hard to go and get the golfers that you want to um, have at your university, especially when it comes to black golfers, because it's such a small pool. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to go and get the good talent so that way you can be competitive year in and year out uh, because the money's not there. The flip side of that is when you see a Howard University who's been blessed to have a Steph Curry to back them, you see what Mm -hmm. dollars and scholarship dollars can do for your program. Mm -hmm. Not only did they win the PGA works, but this year in there, I believe this was their first year in the NEC conference. They finished in second place in a predominantly white institution uh, conference and nice. part of that is scholarship dollars. So I'm not sure where everybody is, but I know one of the biggest things that I'm looking to do in my in my next year of Um, being golf coach at Winston-Salem State is to really pound the pavement for scholarship dollars. Because like Manny said, yeah, I want them to come play golf, but it's about giving a a young man a chance to come and get a degree to advance their self uh, in their career plight. Now, if they want to go to the PGA Tour, we're going to have to have some honest conversations and have to really reflect on what it takes to get to that level. Hmm. But for the most part, it's about getting your degree and setting yourself up for sustainable success in the workplace after you're done playing competitive golf.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, I'm going to piggyback on that, too, because you brought up Howard. Money does help a lot. And money in the right hands makes a difference and we can see the difference that that money made in that program. And we've had coach on and he's a driven coach like you and he had a vision and he said, be damned to the naysayers and what his vision was. But he had a, he had a vision when we had him on probably about a year and a half two years ago and he had his vision he was just taken over and people doubted his vision just keep it a hundred because he said they thought he was too ambitious ambitious and he was like this is what i'm gonna do and this is what i believe and be damned with anyone else and you see the end results but he had the dollars to help him back his vision and not everyone's gonna have those dollars. So that's why I say I know we need to celebrate the HBCU golf. because everyone has those visions. It's, it's, you know, most, most I'm sure most programs have things they can do, things they wish they could do, money they do have in hand, and money they wish they had in hand. And you have to make it work, you know, and you know, uh, hey, six, man. chime in. Hey, huh? mean real quick. In the lobby, do we have Mike in the lobby? No. No, I would have brought him on. Okay. okay. I'm t- I'm searching every five five minutes. Tell him to go if he's trying. Just tell him to go out and come back in. As soon as I see him, I'm bringing him. All right. Sif.
2: Hey, what's up, Charles? I hadn't seen you in a while you know grew that out, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, man. Brush cut,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, man. You there we go. There, there we go. You and
2: out. They the are not. main extensions, are it.
0: No, I ain't ain't Jimmy Butler over here.
2: (laughs) You got to ask that these days, man. But, but y'all, question, man. You know, I've had an opportunity to to chop it up, play with your guys, and uh, be involved in your program. Um, I guess my question is, is there a moral – well, let me me rephrase before I go into that piece. Uh, When you take a job at an HBCU, because that's what we're talking about. Is there a meeting with administration in terms of what we want the program to look like? And so what I mean by that is, is there a more moral obligation uh, to look black, uh, to make sure that we have our folk playing golf? Or is there a conversation about being competitive? Or is there a conversation about, um winning championships and as is um um as hodgepodge as that may sound uh at some places it can't be it can't be all three due to like you said resources due to talent uh so i would think that from an administration standpoint from the chancellor down to the ad down to the athletic director down to the coach there has to be a conversation what are we doing here Is our responsibility to uh, to bring in people that look like us or are we trying to win championships?
0: No, great questions. Valid questions. Um, I did sit down with my athletic director when I first was hired as golf coach um, and I carried the sentiment that I wanted my golf program to look like and embody the overall university. We are a historically black college, and I wanted to show up to tournaments with a team that did have some black young men on the on the team. Now, would that make me competitive? I wouldn't know until they stepped foot on on the golf course. But I do, I do know, and just from conversations with my colleagues, what's up, Mike? Um, that there there are times where even being black coaches in the HBCU they have been told, your goal is to win championships. And if that means you got to go and recruit non-black golfers, then so be it. It's more about job security. I've been fortunate enough to not have to be in a position. Um, I've been fortunate not to be in like a, a junior development program s- style or environment. My, my AD requires that we grow and that we be competitive and we find ways to to get better but I'm also in a place where she understands what my goals are about recruiting black golfers. I have a Canadian on my team. Um, I have a young man out of Reedsville, North Carolina, a young white male who's a graduate student in the PT department at Winston Salem um, who saw Winston Salem for the resource that it is to help him in his career and the guys mesh. But we have, we had uh, three blacks, too white, So we were more dominant or a little bit more dominant on the black side in terms of presence. But ultimately, I do know that there are some that and that look like the majority. And it's not a bad thing. Majority of the time, though, they're friendly. They they understand the culture and never had any issues or have any run ins with anything like that. But to answer your question of all three. I know for sure that there are ADs that say you need to go out there and build a competitive team. Then the others um, don't look like they want to look because they just don't have the money to look like that.
2: Right.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, Let me follow up on that. As far as the pressure of winning championships and to get job security, which that's just, you know, it is a business for the coaches and the staff. You know, they want to do good students want to get education staff administration they want to have accolades and they want to win and they want to uh, have some success is it a financial piece to the school for championships or is it an alumni piece for championships or is it just notoriety what is the benefit of some of the hbcus to win championships as far as as as, it's financial stuff for the golf program notoriety what are the benefits of that to to compare like when you have to balance winning championships or or, are 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 being making the school look like what the school is you you know what i mean what is that what does that scale look like you know and and what does that scale look like
0: um and short At West Salem State, I need our football team to go and bust their tail in the fall.
1: <laughs> that's the money. <laughs> uh,
0: because when they're winning, more revenues coming in, more alumni are given, and it's easier for my athletic director to go and start helping the non revenue sports. So in just that in that one piece alone, I need our football program to to be a weld all machine in the fall. So we reap the benefits
1: uh in the spring and in the next year. Got it. Got it. Got it. Coach Rice, welcome. Thank you guys. Coach Smoot, it's always a pleasure. We're just blessed to have you guys to come on and share a little time. We know you're, you're crazy busy. Um, Just to piggyback on, on, on the questions. If you heard the questions, I will repeat the questions. How important is it to balance, like I said, that that championship run and the pool of golfers you have and the money it takes to go out and recruit the pool of golfers you have. I know it's a delicate balancing act and we just want to give the audience a full story or well, as much as possible on what it is to run a program and how you guys make decisions.
4: Lou, you want to go first or you want me? Go ahead,
5: go ahead. I think you should go from <laughs> a division one perspective. I think you should give it,
4: give us that insight first. Okay. Um you know and and I'll say this speaking from FAMU and I'm a FAMU alum uh obviously I look different than everybody on this
1: <laughs>
4: this show uh but the one thing I told my AD and I've been through about 9 of them now we got a new one <laughs> she's uh I, she's doing a great job but the one thing I told her is you can look at my roster we probably have the most diverse roster in the country and as long as I'm coaching here this is what's going to look like um I personally think sometimes the coaches whether and, and I don't again I can't speak for other institutions but I think I don't know if it's the ADs that are, are saying that or the administration saying that more than the coaches and hmm. you know are the coaches trying to win we're all trying to win uh but depending on what, what is important to you, um, you know, I, I think sometimes people put that winning ahead of what's best for the institution, what's best for our institution, is for me to continue to recruit the way I do. Is it harder? Absolutely, 100. Mm. Um, we don't have a big pool of, of black golfers out there. I mean, we're, we're, you know, are we farther along than we were? Maybe a few years ago, yeah, but we're way far from being where where we need to be. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think that because people put the winning ahead of, of what might be best for their institution, maybe they're not out there looking hard enough either.
2: And I mm-hmm.
4: say mm-hmm. that in the, there is a small pool and they are hard to find, uh, but, but you can if you, if you try.
1: Okay. Got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Coach Smoot. Hey, how you doing? How you How you doing, brother? I'm just so happy you could. I see you driving. I don't want you to get in no trouble and wreck for sure. But chime in on us if you can with how you run your program.
5: Well, I I, I live in Alabama, so let's let's kind of put that out there first. Um,
1: <laughs>
5: and um, so started when I started. My and Coach Rice knows this. When I first started this program. I probably could, I couldn't get a black player to come play at Miles College. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to recruit what I can what I could get to establish the program, to grow the program um, and and get it off and get it off the ground and and, and those players didn't look like like us. And um, but a part of my my personal platform here in Alabama, because I am in Alabama, I I purposely recruit black and white because I'm, my goal is to teach these young men, uh, whether regardless of color, how do you how do you socially deal with one another moving forward in life? You know, that's 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 huge for me. Um, but um, like Coach Penny and I, we both got some of the same challenges when it comes to recruiting black players. You know, yeah. We want the best of the best too. But guess who we have to climb over? We got to climb over the FAMUs. We got to climb over the Howards. We got to climb over the Alabama States, the AM. Everybody else is recruit, trying to recruit the same players. So mm-hmm. that small pool of black players, everybody's trying to get those same kind of t- caliber players. And if mm-hmm. your budgets don't meet that opportunity, uh, allow you to have that ability to recruit, or you don't mm-hmm. get the scholarships to recruit, you have to recruit what you can to keep the pro- program viable. The other thing I think is, and I, I when people ask me about particularly white players that are on my team, two things I say one, you ain't telling Nick Saban about all them doggone black players you got on that football team, and y'all, Ru Ru, Ra Ra, and everybody else on when it comes to winning championships at Alabama. Now, reverse that, and they stop winning. They're gonna have a problem. Hmm. Right? Okay. We got we're trying to win. We can yeah, we can try to win two ways. We can re- either recruit right players and that's all you recruit, but that's not that's not every every coach, that's not our intention. We want black players on our teams. And we want and that's one of our part. that is one of our number one because we are a historic black college, right? But, a team school because we're accountable. We're accountable to the NCA, NCAA. When we're not recruiting or having teams, then what happens is when we are in violation of NCAA that affects football, that affects basketball, and then we, you know, your team gets blamed for the. Uh, for the downfall you're in violation because you're not maintaining a team hmm. and hmm. a lot of these compl- a lot of times i hear outside sources why we don't Why I, I was saying the same thing as a marine when i was 24 years in the marine Corps saying the same where are the black players guess what when i became a coach i was still asking that same question where are the black players
1: I, 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 so let me I
5: we, need, wanna... we, need, we, need, we need we need alumni we need alumni you know someone someone that's out
1: there that that has an ability that's talented it might be a diamond in the rough yeah right Mm -hmm. definitely i'm gonna chime in because it's a myth out there it's a myth that it's a big giant floating pool of black golfers and coaches just don't want this is this is the attitudes some of the attitudes we hear that it's just a big giant swell of black golfers, and I'm glad we have coaches that think alike. Is there a big pool of black golfers is just not being tapped into? Can we stop this foolishness now? Excuse my French, but hell no. That,
0: thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. And, and even to this point, and I think all three of us, I mean, ironically, these are two of the coaches that I speak to the most. Um, <clears throat> To the point where if I can't do for a golfer that is maybe interested in coming to play for me at Winston, whether it be financial or whatever, I pick up the phone and I call Mike or I call Smooth and say, hey, I got a guy. I want him to come to Winston. It, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be a good fit. Hey, will you, do you have room for this them, them on your roster? Like, we do that, and I think we do a very good job of connecting with other without having to feel like, nah, since I don't get this young man, I don't want anybody to have him have that toxic relationship. We look to go and call the next school in the line because we want our black athletes to come play at our black institutions. Um, and so – but the, the pool is small. And to take back what both uh, Mike and uh, Coach Moot were saying – i had two golfers two black golfers who were top in their areas one from atlanta and one from north carolina were at the door of winston-salem state as soon as they got an offer from alabama state and north carolina central that d2 got real small and so they chose to go d1 so there went two golfers that i had two black golfers that were going to be looking to come to winston salem state in the fall and they went to other black institutions so They're there, but it's small.
4: Hmm. Trish. I'd like to chime in a little bit. Obviously, you know, we're talking about two coaches. Like you say, we talk often together, so we know each other. Spoon and I just hung out at the DJ Championship this last week and had some great conversations. I say this, and this is one of the issues I have, and Spoon and I talked about it, is it. The the pool is small, no question. It's not a good pool. There's a lot going on that I think will, in the a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes in golf that I think will help. It's just going to take time. It's not, you know, I think there's really people, you know, at the PGA Tour that care now and at the PGA of America that care now and the USGA that are doing things that I think are going to help. In the future, it's just going to take time. Uh, The one thing that I hear often uh, is kind of what they're talking about with uh, the D2s one is that the pool is small, but I still think that there are D2 talent that isn't being seen, uh, that are kind of being left behind for the reason of trying to win.
1: Okay. Oh, we lost him. We lost him. Uh, he'll be back on. I'll look for him. I, and um, so yeah, and, and that's and, and that's was one of these. That's what this conversation was for. Because if you're not in the trenches like you guys, people come up with all kind of crazy ideas that you know. There's just. A lot of black golfers left behind that's not playing and getting scholarships. And I've never met them. I've never met anyone that was like, man, I play golf and I couldn't get a scholarship. I've never heard of anybody like that. I don't know if you guys have heard of anybody like that. I just think people see pictures and figure like, well, if we see these pictures with all the white golfers, then it's got to be some black golfers left behind. Uh, Hmm. I'm going to let Sif or Trish chime in on that.
3: So let's answer um, Jenny Bethune's question in the chat. So she asks, any suggestions on how to grow the pipeline of black junior golfers? we got any suggestions? Coach, what y'all thinking? Uh,
0: The the biggest piece is you got to start them when they're younger. Um, Mm -hmm. There are many ways to skin this cat. Um, I know for sure that um, I'll be doing some work with the first tee um, starting June 1 in the Central Carolinas of – Trying to help identify young black and brown golfers, both male and female, to start getting them into the mode of tournament golf, getting them up to speed. So when they get to high school, they're not now being introduced to the game, but in high school, they're developing developing themselves and playing in junior tournaments that can help prepare them from, for uh, competitive college golf. And so you got to start early. You got to identify the tip. I mean, the these youth early they there, like I said, I don't want to go down the hole uh, with this because it can it's a very vast conversation. But that's one of the first things you can do is identifying talent and athleticism earlier and getting a club in their hand so that they can see that golf is not what they what they perceived it or what somebody has told them what golf is.
3: So why don't what? we? Well, I'm sorry. Why don't we have a program that? Like I say, we have the first T or if it's the YMCA or whoever it is that, or the, the you know, the AJGA or whatever. Do we not have a, you know, sometimes like how you
5: have an apprenticeship
3: or something. Same thing with golf. With we, we don't have anything like that to kind of lead them up to well, college.
5: Well, let me let me kind of chime in on that. I mean, I know we, we're talking about identifying to to penny's point that's one that's one point The, the thing is i think we're talking about how do we go about identifying black talent whether it's male or female black or brown talent some we have organizations we have um black uh um youth programs that are uh that are currently out there like i think one out in california 61 um that's out in California you got you got you the part of the problem is that there's recruiting sites that most kids go out and put their information out i think the biggest biggest problem that we currently have in our in our community is that our parents don't know how to go about putting that information on say online where we as coaches can see that information, where, you know, how do you know, when do you reach out to a college to get, whether your kid shoots 90 or 69? If you want your child to come p- p- to compete, there's a probably a place out there, but we just have that. But we have a problem within our own community, mm-hmm. and I've been on several other you know, like podcast or talking with, I'll just use playgolf.net where I've talked to parents and they don't have a clue. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I think we have enough think we have a pipe current pipeline, but we have all these different organizations that are not feeding feeding our HBCUs with the information mm-hmm. to at least allow us to review and look and see if this Young man, or young uh, young girl is a candidate to play at the next level. We just okay. got to find a better way to get that information. It's a and the first T programs. I'm I'm doing the same thing. The Penny and LaParte, We Birmingham has just got uh, got a chapter uh, first T chapter um, while PGA works was here in Birmingham. Just got it started. I was a part of the committee. So I think the biggest thing is identifying from state to state, the programs that are already currently in place, take those identify those talent, that talent pool and give them a, a a platform somewhere they can put that information out there. Mm -hmm.
1: That makes sense. And we've been saying that too, because uh, Trish is always bringing up our guy that does the website.
3: Yeah, damn, I don't know
1: yeah. why it just uh, I'm gonna leave that alone for now, but I'm gonna go right. in hard on that, because I know if you can't touch and reach the people, especially online, we know there's not resources to fly all over the country and find talent. It, it, yeah. That's impossible. That's not that's not realistic. But we have video. We all of us on this show right now is in a different state and we're talking and having a show. Mm -hmm. So don't tell me we can't talk to one another and get the information out to you guys if we want to, because we're doing it right now on a show from Alabama, Mm -hmm. California, North Carolina and Florida. We're all everywhere and we're having a live show in real time. So we need to get and that's not on coaches. That's on all these organizations. That's on our Facebook groups. That's on our chats. We need to funnel away to give people information. So you guys can at least have the choice and the students can have the choice to reach each and every one of you guys with some information so the choosing and the courting process can start. That's unacceptable and in this day and age with the technology we have. I, I still don't get that. I, I I I that's one thing I don't get. I've heard and talked, and this is show 74. And before that we all talked, and I still don't get why we don't have at least a video online presence with a pipeline directly to you guys. I, I, imagine, I don't get that. Imagine
5: th- imagine this, right? We all all went to different colleges, right? How many alumni are out there?
1: Mm. Yeah. How many mil- are alumni? Millions. How many
5: alumni that play golf that see a to see a young person at the golf course? Do they even uh, do they even take the time to approach and say, "Hey, are you looking to play college golf somewhere?"
1: Hmm. Hey, hmm.
5: hey. Matter Good. of fact, I'm a am an alumni at Winston Salem.
1: Well, so how many I- alumni?
5: How many alumni reach reaches out to you, Penny, about well, they, uh, identifying the player? So
0: I, that's one of the things that I can't say doesn't happen. I get okay. I get calls every week, just about every week, and that's no exaggeration. The other piece that I was uh, that I was going to talk to to manny's point is um, I know for sure that I've been on two calls, I, yeah, two calls in the past three months. Uh, one in March that I was invited to by Roe Thompson, and then uh, another gentleman by the name of Rennie Jarrell, who serves on the HP3 uh, Foundation board. Um, I was the first tier grade to Charlotte. I was in a call. About introducing myself to golfers that are within my area, so I can't necessarily speak to that it's not happening. Um, and then even Chris Stapleton um, out in uh, for Society 61, like Coach Moot was talking about, they are, he he texts me and he's lighting my phone up about kids that are out there in California and things of that sort. And once this one, once again, one of those things. If it is happening now, I've got to be able to have the finances. But if I don't, all right, hey. One of the kids that I couldn't get here, guess what he did? He committed to Southern University because they are adding their their men's golf program. Nice. And nice. so it, it is happening to the scale that I want that we wanted to happen. Probably not, but I, Smoot WSSU golf. The people that play golf at WSSU, they call me all the time about golfers. It's just hey. You got to send some money with these recommendations too, because I don't have the scholarship dollars to get them. Right,
4: right, that's true. Or, or you get because we the same. You know, you alone are gonna. They know they got the next best best golfer, and then you look it up, and and they're not close to competing yet. And, okay. And I think a lot is. I mean, again, there's there is a small pool, but. It's educating them. I know we, we all talked about it earlier is, you know, getting them tournament golf ready. Mm, you know, I had a coach just recently texted me, said he played golf with one of the, a, a, a local kid that's trying to, wants to come to FAMU. And, you know, he shot, you know, whatever it was, and it was lower. So I do a little research and I get back and his average score in a tournament is a lot higher than what he just shot. And I'm like, look, I understand but you got to play tournament. Go! I can't base it off what what he shot with you. I got to base it off what what his you know credentials are. So I, again, I I don't know what the answer is to educating these people. But I will say this, and I don't know if anybody I, again I've been having issues with computers. But I mean, you got the Mac champ out there who is out there doing some great research to find a lot of kids. Uh, you know, you got Steph Curry in the underrated, which is a lot of. The, the Mac Champ kids, but again, you're, you're getting to see them again, so so we're showcasing some of these kids, and and what I was saying earlier, before I got cut off with the D1, D2, and, and, and Jeff Champ and I've had conversations many times about this, to where he's obviously trying to find the best talent there is in the country, mm-hmm. but I tell him all the time that, look, we need to have the kids for the D2, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Now, the problem is, and what Penny and, and and smoother. They're after the same kids I'm after, which normally the D1s are going to get them. Now, they find other ways, but we have other coaches out there that don't try to find another way. Mm. They're going to go ahead and just go with that kid that looks like me. I mean, let's just be frank, some of them. Um, Because it's hard. It is. Look, there isn't a big pool. Uh, Eventually, it'll change. I think it's going to get better. Um, But you got to put the work in. I mean, you really do. You got to put the work in and find them. I will be honest. I, I've had a couple of kids over the years that I've added to my roster. that probably shouldn't be on my roster, but I know if I don't add them, they're going to quit playing golf hmm. when they hmm. should be at another institution where they could play. But at least I know they're here. I know they're playing golf. They're getting an education. They're going to graduate. and they, And and look, they're going to be great teammates. So. I say I agree that there's not Smoot and I've had this conversation. We I, and look, Smoot and these guys here, you know, their their rosters look different than mine, no question. But I can say this: I know with Smoot, Smoot makes sure his kids are educated on that university and what that university is about. I know Penny's right. still early, but those kids know what Miles College is and the history of Miles College in Birmingham before they leave there, so they're getting educated why they're there as well. Um, as far as the education part, getting these kids to understand when to send stuff and what to send, mm-hmm. I mean, we even get, you know, and it's crazy with these. But we'll get emails where, of course, you can mass send out to coaches, right? But don't send an email with every coach's name, like you just sent the same email yeah. to a thousand. You didn't coaches. even you didn't even
1: you didn't even BCC it and hide right. it, right? That, <laughs> right. I'm not even looking
0: at it now. So and, and then I, the copy and paste and they right. forget to change the university's
4: name. Right. I've His even name. had uh, you know they, they put the wrong they forget to change the coach's name. Like, you know, those are things that when you get those, it's like, look, I, I can't even yeah. I can't even read it now. Like you got there's some but 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 I, I asked this question to y'all why do parents in they know what to do in football, they know what to do in baseball, they know what to do in basketball. Preach. So why don't they know what to do in golf?
3: I don't think they want to share. I think I mean, the ones that know. I think the ones that know want to keep it to themselves, and they done made it. And there are some that have made it and got their kids playing in some of the, these HBCUs. But then there's some that it's like, okay, we made it here, but we grinded on our own, and I th- I feel like they want to just keep it to themselves.
2: Mm,
1: I, think, you, that's I think, Yeah, I think hey, uh, there's a piece yeah. that's like that. Yeah, it's,
2: uh, I'm on that football side. You know, both played it, coached it, and recruited it. Uh, I, there are similarities. There are a lot of parents that don't know, even on the other side. Uh, and what, what ends up happening is someone who knows eventually gives them game because the kid is pretty good, and they tell them you need to get in clearing house and you need to do this, this, that, and the third. So a lot of those kids, a lot of those parents, a lot of the parents don't know. Mm-hmm on the football side and the basketball side. I, I'm a, I'm a witness, a testament to that. Um, so there's some similarities. Hey, Coach, how's how Tyler doing? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's
4: doing well. Uh, but he is, uh, you know, I, I got thrown some curveballs the first time that I've been here coaching. That I've actually been on the opposite side. I don't do a portal until this year, but Tyler's one of them that went in the portal. He's getting, he, you know, wanted to go closer to home, and I support what he did. I made a few calls for him as well. His situation a little different, but I had three of them at one time, which really I'm looking at a young team that in two years that I think we could really compete at a high level. And now it's like starting right. over. That's what that portal's uh-huh. done.
2: Speaking, hey, speaking speaking about that, and I'll I'll leave I'll leave it alone. What do you guys think about the portal? I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm in favor. Of... Well, this this is
4: this is what a portal will do. You don't have to recruit. Mm-hmm. You just go in the portal and your hand, especially if you got money. Like that's yeah. the big, like, you know, you're just shopping, and and look, all the work is done for you because I can I can look up all the stats with no problem, real easy and I can just handpick who I want, if I got enough money.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: Look, and most of them ain't gonna come to the university. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The one
1: that's in the portal.
4: But this is the part that a lot of coaches, I don't know if they understand, and this is a new rule that came out, I believe, this year. If you take on a student athlete in the portal, he is yours until he graduates or leaves that university.
0: Mm -hmm. Even if he
4: quits. Even if he quits. Oh wow. So you better division do your homework on you. why he's transferring.
0: Division 1 only. Cuz you cause we, we, don't, we don't got that problem.
5: <laughs> we don't have that problem. You right. We ain't division, got that problem. don't have to worry about all that APR yeah. and all that stuff that Division 1 has to worry about. So mm. we we don't have that problem.
4: Wow. Yeah, it's I am not a fan of it and and I'll say this, I know a university this year and a good friend of mine is coaching somewhere. Who who, out of the portal alone went from, he took over a program that was 200 and something in the country, went in the portal in one year, brought in players, and and got all the way down to 60 in one year. It it can do that for a university, you know, but I think it's gonna hurt us more than it's gonna help us because I can see, you know, you bring in a kid that's maybe a late bloomer, you know, he gets better and all of a sudden, now he's looking for the mid majors or or even yeah you know the power yeah. fives.
1: You um, you you doing training for the for the power fives? Are you doing training for the because you groom them and bring them in when they wasn't looking at him, He gets better under your tutelage, and then he's out.
5: <laughs> right. It happens in the D two as well. Yeah. The D two yeah. might even stand if a kid if a kid has gotten to the point where he's thinking he's a D one caliber type player, he'll go into the portal.
1: But I
4: just just talked to a coach today that's at not at a power five mid-major because one of my guys in there he's calling me about my guy. So we talked he said he was between my guy and a guy from a D two on which one he was gonna bring.
1: Mm. Mm.
4: And they're top one hundred program. They're probably top eighty.
1: Wow. Oh wow.
4: Yeah. Piggy.
1: Pick. So, I, 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 yeah. I had
3: a question before we got away from it. So we were talking about that playcollege.net. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like get the folks in there, kind of make a, a a resume for them, you know, kind of get on paper, pretty it all up to where we can send it to the schools. So if we have something like that and if it's not exactly where y'all would want it to be, is it not a way to be able to capture everything that y'all actually need, have it the way it streamlines and like to say, okay, we see it. We send it out, you know, based on grades or based on, you know, how they play or so on and so forth. Is there no way to streamline that at least within our HBCU teams?
5: Hmm. Is that is that a conversation or is it a thought? or? I think that's a continued conversation. And I know I've had many, many, many conversations with Darren about that. Um, How do we go about... You know, identifying these students because what you don't want, I think, the, the, I think the resume needs to be simple, kept simplistic, to the point where you got. I, I don't know, Coach Rice you can, or, or Coach Penny. y'all can chime in on this. Where we want to see all your scores. Sometimes I see for resume the these, these students pick and choose what they what they want to put. No, mm-hmm. let us know the whole story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to know half the story because we going to find out mm-hmm. you know we all talk we all talk in the coaching community at, our, at HBCUs mm-hmm. um, so you know a simple resume is is just keep it simple tell your, tell, tell your story why you want to go to family why you want to go to Winston-Salem or Miles College and keep that simple then you know kind of that way when you send that resume, we're gonna either look at it. You know, we gonna we got about by fifteen seconds, fifteen to thirty seconds when we take a look at that, then we moving on. Um yeah. right? So if they but just you, keep want, it, you want the good, bad and the ugly. You want the good, the bad
3: and the ugly. Go ahead yeah, and because,
5: out yeah, because we're gonna talk to you. We're gonna when we have a conversation, we're gonna be able to pick you apart. You know, we're gonna pick be able to pick your pick you apart based on your intellect when it comes to what you know about golf Mm -hmm. we're gonna be able to pick you apart when you when you start talking and conversating what your golf knowledge is how you carry yourself all that's going to tell a story you know and then then coaches you know we're gonna we're gonna make our decisions based on what what our gut feelings are Mm -hmm. about a player you know so yeah, just keep it simple right.
1: but but at least and, get it to you for the 15 minutes i mean for the 15 seconds 30 seconds in yeah. an organized complete way you know yeah. just like any other resume you know this is a you are applying for a job folks you are applying for a job hey, you want you, know, you want the some thing, scholarship money not the the one thing
2: the one thing i'll say in terms of the application process is you never want to i know Charles said that those guys copy paste and coach has a lot of names on et cetera, et cetera. You know, Dexter Manley wasn't too bright either, but uh he ended up being all pro <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, so he, he may run into a cat that can golf his ball, he just, just might not be able to like the well, man on the uh the dead hill, but it might not be a good cipher. Hey, uh, Seth, Seth.
0: Now, Seth, I will tell you, I have three recruiting stages because I know my scholarship dollars are limited. That first wave, you gotta have a 3.7 or higher. Why? Because there's a Chancellor and Provost scholarship that if if I can get you early enough, you can apply and we can potentially get you some academic money. My second wave is where I go after the athlete who's a great golfer who may have little struggles in the classroom but still can keep it above a 2.7 2. or higher that can get you into school. And then my last one is where I go get that dog, right, where they, they've they been having some issues trying to get into school. they barely getting over. But if you put them on a golf course, they're going to think their way around. They're going to play some good golf. But my, I, I get what you're saying. Like it ain't Typically, you don't find too many golfers that way anyway. Most of the go- golfers we get, yeah. those guys are – Studs in the classroom as much as they might be lazy, but they're studs Whoa. in the classroom.
1: <laughs> most of them. <laughs> most, most, most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coach Mike, the I'm like, like, getting get get 100. Look, nah, me thing thing me school,
4: I
0: mean, <laughs> i talked about that.
4: <laughs> look, look, you don't have the APR to worry about. See, we have that right. APR. APR gets you but so if you bring in the Dexter Manley who ain't in school and got a, a one point five, and then he's here, not eligible. That'll get your ass fired. So <coughs> That's gonna get you fired. That's gonna get you fired. Fire. He can the promised land. We
0: we don't have an APR at Winston Salem, but I tell you, I know. But I tell you what, it is. We are just as competitive across the coat the teams at our at Winston Salem State to get the highest GPA, t- team GPA. And when no one of my GPAs came in and I said, hey, bro, without you, we had a 3.7.
5: What you doing? Right. <laughs> you bringing us down. You, yeah. you hurting us. I want that uh, more. That's what oh, I, I told I, I'm big on that. Uh, I don't play about that. I don't play nah. about academics.
4: We, right. we, we,
3: how's Malachi we, we on Coach Moot? Huh?
5: How's Malachi
2: Silky. been doing? That's that's little
5: nephew. How Malachi been Silky. doing? Silky. Yeah. Oh, Malachi! Malachi killed it. That's
4: good. He killed it. They don't have a choice with smooth. Yeah, Look, that's that Malachi. Military. Now that, he <laughs> no, he just no major way. way.
5: That's no, that military. That's, that's major right.
1: Left <laughs> that foot, right
5: foot. I, I, sir.
1: Left foot, eye, <laughs> left foot right foot <laughs>
2: eye, right eyes, Ain't
1: nothing wrong with
4: details.
1: it. Yes, Ain't sir. nothing wrong with it.
4: Yes, sir. I
2: apologize to you guys about the when I said about the. I I am in favor of the portal, but I'm thinking golf. You now, as it relates to football, yeah. if Jalen Hurst or uh, what's the kid that went to Ohio State, they don't get in the portal, they lose about ten million dollars. No, no. I look I, again.
4: I think for certain sports, no doubt. It's, it's a benefit to these players. Right. With golf, especially, I, And it's going to hurt the smaller people more than it's going to hurt the right. big boys. Because yeah. right. the big boys can just, like I said, you can have late bloomers even in football. You're seeing them, you know, where they go play for a mid-major, and next thing you know, they're at a power five because somebody found out they're pretty good. Right. Um, but yeah, at our level, go. yeah, at our level, I mean, I'm seeing that this is the first year. I mean, I lost three. I went from thinking... In two years, you know, we're gonna be Howard in two years, and now I've got to restart and go in a portal and try to find. Again, it ain't like there's a lot of black kids in there already, mm-hmm. so I'm looking for black kids and and in a, a portal of probably three or four, and I got to try to grab
2: all of them. Hey, Pray Coach, I get them
4: to Coach, Rice. Rice.
2: Coach Rice. And let Rice. me ask you this, and I'll shut up. And this, <laughs> I guess, for all the coaches with this portal deal. Do you think any coaches tamper? (laughs)
3: Yes,
0: (laughs) no doubt. I'm
2: sorry.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: Okay. All right. And and the portal, and I will say, I I have, I will benefit from the portal this year, um, but part of it is a player coming home, player that I recruited before, offered, they chose to go to another university, and now they they saw that that wasn't a good fit for them so i'm benefiting the portal does have its benefits they're gonna come home and play um for me when i kind of already said you shouldn't have gone there in the first place
2: mm. you were
4: tampering uh-huh. <laughs> no question, it, it, no doubt is happening but but i mean you even and, and i'll say this too about the portal only because you know again for y'all that've been to university, that first year is tough for everybody. Being away from home is hard. Mm-hmm. Now you got a portal where you got kids jumping in the portal that hasn't even given the university a chance. A chance. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's true. You know what
4: I mean? Like you leave home thinking that you want to leave home, but you don't know what that really is like. Mm-hmm. But after that first year, you know how it works. The second year is easier. Third year, you don't even want to go home no more. <laughs> to university. Right? I mean, but if you can't get past I mean, I had one kid this year. He went he lasted a semester and never really gave it a chance. And and
1: mm.
4: you know, I think that I think that's gonna happen often where maybe you have a guy that doesn't give it a year. Mm. You know what? This place I don't like it. I'm gonna try it somewhere else. Well, you don't realize that it, it's no different. You still gotta get acclimated to that place. Mm. And so I think you're gonna see a lot of that as well. As I mean, the portal, I, I mean it's full.
1: It's it's humongous. It's 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 full of golfers. You know, here's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. It's
4: ten pages long. of
1: oh, golf wow.
4: Here.
1: Manny, yep. it was ten when I,
4: I first started. The, I don't a, go ahead, sweet. No, I'm gonna throw a, I'm
5: gonna throw y'all a different curveball. Because Penny, yes. no, I was trying to send him a player from my from my team that was wanting to pursue <laughs> um, to be in the physical. Uh, uh, Physical therapy, right? He wanted to start his own business. I called him. I said, "Hey, I got one of my players that may want to transfer. I'm not afraid to send players to other coaches." Rice has sent you. a player that wanted to go to FAMU to me that he needed to get out of Tallahassee, right? So, what I what I caution a lot of these student athletes is when you enter a portal. The only thing they're thinking about, I'm transferring. Guess what? You're not thinking about how much money you about to... How, you may find yourself back as a freshman or sophomore when you enter that portal because all, all credits do not transfer. All
1: of them don't transfer. Them don't transfer.
5: Right? They don't think about none of that. And so now you find yourself to spend all this money at the college that you're at or the benefits that you get and you go in the portal and you start all over again.
4: Hmm. And the other the other thing they don't think about as well is if you go in the portal and nobody picks you up, what are you going to do now? Because I can tell you now, as soon as you told me you're going in the portal, I'm now shopping your money.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah. I
4: can't wait I for you to make a decision yeah, I later. I, right. I'm shopping the next day in the portal. <laughs>
1: That's
4: or, right. Or, or hoping, I mean – Look, I, I mean, FAMU's a place where a lot of kids want to come. I'm turning away kids that I probably would have taken, they went to other universities that were fr- would be freshmen because I didn't have any money. Now I got mm-hmm. money. If you don't catch on with somebody, I can't bring you back.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: The so next time I, a lot of them don't again. realize that. They could never play golf again. It could happen.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Just wow. As they hit their transfer
0: portal, the school is no longer required to have to honor their scholarship
1: dollars. Whoa! Hmm. So be so be careful and make wise choices. Yeah, and it's hard for an, an eighteen-year-old, and I think yeah. it's hard for an eighteen-year-old to even make those kind of choices. I believe I don't think and my eighteen-year-olds when they were eighteen would make wise choices like that and think it all the way through. It's tough, but hey, right. grow up. It's but tough they got people up. in it.
0: They, they got people making it in their ear, too. So, like, I don't want to – I'm not going to there, – there's that side right. of that. But then they have other people. So, like – and I know we're talking about golf, but I, I saw a football player who had a Pop Warner coach who never played past maybe even the bench on, in high school you know, in the air. So just like in other sports, you got people in the air, man, dude, you, you can play golf so much better. They, they don't know what you're, what they've got there. They're not valid, mm. valuing your talent or your skill when it could be that we actually see them in the heat of the, the qualifying the for tournaments, the yeah. practices, uh, in the weight room, in the study hall, that stuff that coaches acknowledge. And so you got people in their ears as well. Um, it's just, it's just interesting to see all the different facets and the aspects of why players get into the transfer portal. But I will say this when I took over at Winston, the portal had 10 golfers in it. That was September.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: At the end of September, there were over 374 golfers in the portal. All right. All right. That's Division One, Two, and whoever else is in there.
3: And three. How many of and them three. was black? How many of them was black, Penny?
0: You could pick the ones that like so because there's no pictures of the athletes, you have to go and look at their names and go and Google them to see if you see if they're minority. But more than likely, like Smooth said, probably probably about three. About
5: six. six. About six.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they done called it.
5: Three at Fram U. You got three fam you got one from uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff that's graduated. That's four. Wow, um, so, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm, then you got, I'm, then you got Louisville. I guess oh, you black. Mixon's in there. The Nixon's Nixon's in there. there? Oh yep. man, he's in there. That's, yeah. that's five. That's five. I can call. I call right off top of top line.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, so audience. Wow. Well, no. Well, look at the so audience understand oh. they can count the black golfers in the portal. Mm. So it, well, don't tell me it's just a, a limited pool of people that's not getting picked. They can count them on the one hand. Let's be real and let's try to bring more golfers into the fold instead of acting like it's this big, giant warehouse full of black golfers. that's not getting picked up to get scholarships. We got to stop it. We got to be honest. And, and that's when we can help. Yeah, for sure. And I will say this and I know the I, I
0: excuse me for totally losing this thought earlier about the state of golf. For the first time in the CIAA history, you had three historically black colleges make it to divisional two regionals. Beyond uh, automatic qualifier. So you had federal State that won the CIAA, so they automatically qualified. But then Livingstone College and then Virginia Union University, they, they all finished in the top 10 of our in our region at the end of the uh, regular season. So they got to go and play at regionals. And so they didn't get to play at the PGA Works uh, because that is a feat, of, feat within itself. And uh, I do know that uh, a school does not – look like the university but i will say like the same issue that we had the kids that we recruited we were recruiting the same kids and we couldn't land any of them
1: Hmm. got it got it all right we ain't gonna hold y'all it's been an hour and a half we just thank you guys for coming on and giving us the real um we do these conversations so we can find ways to help you guys oh, and help man. the pipeline and be more educated on the, the conversations we have and the decisions we make that's why we have conversations like that so we don't guess so we'll yeah. know for sure for sure
3: yeah. Trish what and, uh, kind of
1: shirt you got on i'm sorry
3: oh so this is my little eye golfer vets. um so it's a organization down here um in florida well in tampa and we support um, vets, you know. Um, get them to play golf, you know. We're trying to get them to play golf. It helps with the PTSD and you know, you know, just stress, you know, um, you know, depression or whichever. And so we get nice. out and play every Tuesdays, and we actually have a tournament coming up uh, June sixth. So it's a really great organization.
1: Good stuff. You yeah. can never do enough for the vets, that's for sure. Um, again, you guys. Thank you, thank you, a thousand, thousand times. Any last words? What's going on? Any, any news? Any fundraisers? Are we, are we in summer break? We about to start chilling for a minute. Uh,
2: like so going to come somebody. do the
1: marathon? Not if it's
2: ten degrees. <laughs> 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 that thing
4: hurt. <laughs> so, well, we have. Uh, the Black Golf Alliance is doing a fundraiser down oh, there. Yeah.
1: The Juneteenth.
4: Uh, uh my man Campbell's place. Martin, Martin Dan. Beach. Yeah. Uh that'll be in uh, Juneteenth. So I'm hoping I'm trying to get down there to to be a part of that. But the the fundraiser they're doing, the money will go to FanU Golf, which is huge. Um one of the things I'm trying to do here is we're we're having a drive, we're gonna have a driving range on campus they're putting the nets up uh, awesome. probably within the next week or two nice, um, nice. so we're going to have that but the big is I'm trying to to find a way to build a facility for the team something like a warehouse where we can open it up because uh, look Florida's hot and trying to stand out there in that heat with no, no shade that's a long day but so trying to get something built so hoping that some of those funds is going to go towards that along with Trying to get—I know you were talking about the first T Penny, uh, or actually Smoot was. The first T has just started up in Tallahassee, so we may partner with them a little bit too, as well to to try to to help raise funds to uh, to build that or build something or however we do it. But just mm-hmm. trying to That's nice to bring the facilities because we we'll, we will continue to lose these young kids if, if it's a facility versus facility place.
1: Um,
5: you know, we can't compete with the power. Hey,
4: five. oh, go ahead. No, go ahead.
3: I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I, I was gonna say, um, coach, um, I ran into Cameron Riley and Mahindra um this weekend past at a tournament in Orlando and they wanted me to say, What's up, Coach Preston? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: they are, I know they're gonna be at uh, beer, uh, what is it? Um, but Chicago. Yeah, up in been Chicago. The uh, APJ event. We got a young freshman that's going to be up there. So I told told Mahendra to make sure he looked out for.
3: Him. That's nice.
2: what's
1: up. Nice. That's yeah. What's up. Coach Smoove. Sure. Yeah. Give us some last words, brother. We just appreciate you. I know you was on your way home and you jumped on the car. Anything happening? Any uh, fundraisers? Any uh, news? Give us your last words.
5: Well, my last words is when my niece just graduated. Uh, from high school, so that's what I was doing. Uh, that's right. I just got here, so I'd like to congratulate her. But more okay. importantly, as the president of the Black College Golf Coaches Association and the head golf coach at Miles College, uh, we're right. doing some fabulous, fabulous things at, with BCGCA. Uh, yeah. We've gotten some partnerships and some grant money uh, that Farmers Insurance has um, given us that we will be giving back out to our institutions um, uh, we also partner with the APGA and uh, giving out some scholarships um, there's Beautiful. more to come with that with that um, in the next two years I'm hoping that we'll have uh, with the, with the membership and the body of the membership as we all work together this is not one person's um, vision it's a team it has to be a team vision and that's my goal as the president, that's just that we work as a team to to elevate not only our, our, our players, but to elevate our coaches. Our coaches need to be paid more. Facts. I mean, it's, it's fact they need Facts. to be paid more. And, if, and that and that's something I'm going to push um, in the best way that I know how with with the, with the um, with the coaches and their and their guidance as as what they've been given me charge to do as the president of the organization. Is to mm-hmm. find ways to get our coaches paid, paid more, and also mm-hmm. um, finding more black coaches. We need to find more mm-hmm. black coaches to put in, in and put in some of our institutions as well. Mm-hmm. So that's my like. That's my t- my two cents for tonight. It's always a it's always a pleasure in the fact that you are uh, think enough to have me on uh, to talk about issues and and to be on with these coaches. They're 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 my my brothers in arms. We all are striving for excellence we all are striving like i like I, me and penny talk all the time about if you's not if i'm if i can be good i can have a great program but if he's not if he's not being good that don't make me good i'm trying. i want him to be just as good as me and then we can be competitive <laughs> and we can showcase our skills and whoever come out on the on the better end of the stick i'm i'm, I'm glad I'm yeah. right so that's at the end of the day that's what it's all about let's compete we, mm-hmm. we gonna we going we gonna beat other, each other's heads. And at and end, he's a young coach. He knows that I'm here for him 110 fold. And like I keep telling him, he's going to get, I was there. I know he's going to get where he's, where he wants to be, but we got to all support each other through, you know, whatever our journey is and what we're trying to do as coaches for our players and our institutions.
1: All right, there we go. We're going to leave it at that. Mr. Mm-hmm. President. We're going to leave it at that. Uh, and on that note, again, thank you guys. It is 930 out there where you at. So I'm going to have to let y'all go. I don't want to keep you a second longer. As you know, you're you all always welcome. As you see at the bottom of our ticker, the hbcugolf.org, we keep it there. When you not own and when you own, that ticker, like we promised you guys, will stay there and hopefully some of our audience will continue to give. And uh, we out. thanks you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Great you. show. And I'd love to have a conversation you. with you, Siffa, one day as well, <laughs> Absolutely.
5: Okay.
4: Thank y'all for having us. All
5: right, thanks, thank Coach. You.
1: Thanks, thank Coach. Rice. Thanks, right. thanks Coach you. Penny. Thank you. Bye,
3: coaches.